Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just days before his release from jail, a Harnett County man was found dead in his cell. New today, the charges his cellmate now faces nearly a year after the death. And Sky 5 caught the chaotic scene as crews battled a blaze that destroyed an historic building. What business owners say they need to recover. Temperatures are on the rise. What day will see record warmth? Then when cooler air starts to filter in that could bring rain with it. Right now at 7, new reaction tonight as the cellmate of a man found dead in his bunk faces a murder charge nearly a year later. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Ashley Rowe. And I'm Dan Haggerty. 64-year-old William Searles was serving a 30-day sentence for violating probation when he was found dead in his Harnett County jail cell. Now the sheriff says a grand jury will charge Devontae Heaton with his murder. Now it's still unclear how Searles died exactly. WRAL's Aaron Thomas joining us now live. Aaron spoke to his grandson and Aaron, this all unfolded just days before Searles was to be released from his jail. Yeah, Dan, in fact, after speaking with that family around that time, they were looking forward to picking up William Searles from the Harnett County Detention Center uh, upon completing his sentence. Instead, they found him dead in his cell, and they spent months trying to find out the circumstances of his death. As you mentioned, I just finished speaking with Antonio Searles. Uh, within the past hour, that is William Searles' grandson. We talked about the family's journey to get here. He says that they spent months speaking with lawyers and making phone calls to find out how Searles died in custody. An autopsy revealed that Searles faced physical assault, including blunt force trauma of the head. His family noted that Searles was diabetic, but don't believe that that's what caused his death. A grand jury is now charging his cellmate, Devontae Heaton, with murder. Is this justice for your family? Um, yes, it's justice because we have been trying to figure out, you know, what is what, who did what, who was the cause of it. So it's, it brings a little bit justice, you know, to us. You know, it's still sad that we lost him the way that we did. And at this time, we're still waiting on a response from Sheriff Wayne Colts about any sort of practices to make these facilities safer. On our late news beginning at 10 on Fox 50, we're going to continue that conversation with Antonio Searles about uh, this uh, new break in the investigation and look at other deaths that have sadly taken place at this facility. Dan? All right. Aaron Thomas in Harnett County as we learn more. Thanks, Aaron. Today, police identified a woman shot and killed near a popular nightlife district in Durham. 24-year-old Twanda Parker died after the shooting near a gas station at West Morgan and Watts Streets early yesterday. Police say they responded to the sound of shots fired in that area around 1 a.m. Parker was rushed to the hospital with gunshot wounds. She later died. Police have not made any arrests. Separately, a woman shot in Durham remains in the hospital more than one month later. Tonight, she's speaking to WREL from her hospital room about how she's doing 
and about her roommate, a Duke graduate student, killed in that same shooting. WRAL's Chris Lovingood is here now. Chris, she has a long road ahead. I mean, she does, Ashley. Anna Sims told us she was shot three times in her own home on October 2nd. This is a story that we have covered extensively since it happened. That shooting killed this woman right here on your screen, Duke grad student Angela Risi. Sims told us by phone again from her hospital room that the man charged was romantically involved with Risi. His name is Stefan DeBose, but she says he goes by Jimmy. Sam says this was totally out of character for him. She described it was just after seven in the morning. She had just awoken when she heard gunshots and running, and then he burst into her room. She says she didn't know, not just yet, if she'll be able to fully recover. And a bullet got lodged in her spine. We're still waiting to, um, to um, figure out especially like uh, use of my leg because um, the bullet went through some nerve endings. And so um, that's the part I think that they're still not really sure about. Today, WRL got a hold of the 911 calls that Sims made that day. In it, she explains to police exactly who the suspect was. They took him into custody shortly after. And a police report also obtained by WRL shows there was a bloody steak knife investigators found in the kitchen. Sim says she's getting through this incredibly difficult time thanks to friends and family, but she wanted to emphasize what a light that Angela Risi was, a caring, fun, and person who just deeply loved her community. As for the suspect, he remains in jail charged with murder, Ashley. Just unfathomable emotional trauma, let alone the physical trauma there. Chris Lovingood in the studio, thank you. A man accused of crashing a U-Haul after a chase with police in Wake County appeared before a judge this afternoon for the first time. 33-year-old Evan Allison appeared on video from the medical ward inside the Wake County Jail. He suffered severe head trauma after the crash. You see how badly damaged the vehicle was. Police received a tip earlier saying someone was driving a U-Haul truck slumped over. After officers tried to stop them with a stop stick. Allison uh, now facing several felony charges. The judge set a $30,000 bond if he chooses not to wear an ankle monitor, $15,000 if he chooses to wear one. The city of Raleigh is considering forming a new team of first responders to answer calls for people in a mental health crisis. It'd be similar to Durham's heart program. A team of unarmed mental health counselors or social workers would head out to those types of nonviolent 911 calls instead of a police officer. Several community groups and Duke Law's Wilson Center for Science and Justice are backing this proposal to create an alternative response unit in Raleigh. What we have seen is that um, having social workers and mental health workers respond to these calls reduces some of these negative consequences. So fewer people are going to jail and people um, are being connected to the services that they need more easily. Raleigh police already have the ACORNS unit. You might be familiar with it. It helps connect people in a mental health crisis to resources. But that is still initiated by a police officer. City Council will discuss creating this new alternative response unit during its meeting tomorrow. A live look outside tonight. Uh, kind of a cool sight at the DBAP uh, in Durham. This is Woolies Winter Wonderland, which is going to be uh, getting started here pretty soon. And it's going to be a really fun thing for all the families in town to go and, and really get into kind of that holiday spirit, that winter spirit, something that we are certainly not feeling every single day this week. Uh, so we have our first weeknight of early sunsets since daylight saving time ended. 
and it's getting warm outside, right? I mean, the sun's setting earlier in the evening, but boy, we're talking about temps back in the 80s. Meteorologist Kat Campbell joining us now uh, with the details, Kat. If you thought today was warm, just wait. We had 75 at RDU today, 76 in Fayetteville. We're at 80 tomorrow, 81 Wednesday and 80 Thursday. Three days in a row with highs in the 80s in November. These temperatures are about 10 to 15 degrees above normal for this time of year. And one of those days we are expecting to break a record. Last year, we actually set the record high for tomorrow, 84, back in 2022, last year. The day we expect to break the record is Wednesday. We're forecasting 81, previous record, 80 degrees setback in 1986. But we need some rain around here. I'll have a closer look at when our next cold front comes. That should bring some rain and also knock these temperatures back down. All right, we'll check back in. Thanks, Kat. Two local businesses are scrambling to find new spaces after this fire in downtown Oxford today. The Oxford Fire Department responded to the historic building on Williamsboro Street just before 8.30 this morning. Sky 5 was over the scene as smoke poured out of the top of the building. First responders fought the flames from the roofs of nearby buildings. The Healing Haven and Farrar Jewelers were displaced. That jewelry store just opened in April. Try to take this in, it's unbelievable to start a new business and everything goes up in fire. So, but hopefully we're gonna, we're gonna look for a new building. We're gonna try to open up before Christmas if we can. Oh, let's hope they can do that. Other downtown businesses have offered support and space for the owners to use during that important holiday season. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. A wildfire burning in the western part of the state has grown now by nearly 2,000 acres in just the last few days. This is the Colette Ridge fire near Andrews, spread to 2,100 acres at this point. A lightning strike is what started this fire late last month, and it's been growing ever since. For a while, it was about 70 to 100 acres, but it spread very quickly just over the weekend. Fire failures have not been able to contain it. No structures are affected so far. This is one of a handful of wildfires burning in the western part of our state. Parts of that area now under a code red air quality alert. Researchers at Duke have uncovered some unsettling news for U.S. military personnel. They found that personal information for thousands of active duty service members can be bought from online data brokers. Researchers could buy information, including whether individuals worked or lived near Fort Liberty, Quantico, or other sensitive locations. The data could be bought, get this, for as little as 12 cents a service member. And there were no background checks on purchases. The North Carolina theater has been putting on professional productions for nearly 40 years. Why they say the community's help now is important to continue that legacy. Plus. The Amazon sign is on the side of the building, but the chain and lock remain on the gate. So how long before this fulfillment center here in Fayetteville opens? And the company is fully committed to operating there and creating all the jobs. We'll get an update from Fayetteville's economic development director. The federal court trial began today between Google and video game company based in Cary Epic Games, the company behind Fortnite. They sued Google over its fees for in-app purchases. They say Google maintains an illegal monopoly in app distribution. Google claims Epic Games just wants a piece of the app store's user base without paying to support the platform. Epic Games has a similar lawsuit underway against Apple as well. They hope to have a decision in that case sometime next year. A new Amazon mega facility in Cumberland County is bringing hundreds of jobs to our area. The question is, when? 
The Fulfillment Center off of Interstate 295 near Fort Liberty sits idle despite previous plans of opening in February. The facility is massive. We're talking six football fields long. WREL Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bays talked with the area's economic development director to get an update on when it might open. Well, we've done an awful lot of stories on this Amazon Fulfillment Center. Take a look at this building. It is massive. It is going to create an awful lot of jobs for Fayetteville and Cumberland County. The big question is, when? The Amazon Fulfillment Center is 1.3 million square feet, but not one human foot is working inside. The building was completed earlier this year and was expected to be open by now. We had originally projected that that would open or have equipment coming in sometime this fall. And speaking with the company, uh, they pushed that back a little bit as they continue to evaluate all of their operations nationwide. I think that's something that we've seen in a lot of places. Earlier this year, Amazon laid off 18,000 workers. That was the largest job cut in the company's history. But Robert Van Gienz, president and CEO of the Fayetteville Cumberland County Economic Development Corporation, says that's not impacting Amazon's commitment to its Fayetteville operation. It'll continue to be a fulfillment center and employ more than 500 people there, and the company is fully committed to operating there and creating all the jobs they originally proposed. Van Gion says even though the building sits idle, it's still generating revenue for Fayetteville and Cumberland County. Well, I think already we're seeing them pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of property tax. They're actively involved in organizations uh, in the community. They're employing folks at the last uh, mile fulfillment center. Uh, but I think it's also a positive sign of our overall uh, increasing economic activity. So apparently Amazon is committed to everything in this area except one thing telling us exactly when this new facility is going to open. In Fayetteville, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. Van Gion says Amazon's operations is really a small part of the more than 2,500 jobs posted in Cumberland County in the last 60 days. Well, the North Carolina theater is still trying to figure out how to recover from the pandemic. For nearly 40 years, the theater near downtown Raleigh has put on professional productions. Now its supporters have a goal. They want to raise $500,000 in order to keep those performances going. We're told that it met much of that goal as of today. However, like many theaters across the country, staff members have been dealing with the financial struggles left behind by the pandemic. And this comes even after cutting staff and show budgets and changing its business model. We feel triumphant that we've made it this far and that we would love to be the example of a theater that makes it after the pandemic. They have the upcoming Elf the Musical is expected to go on as planned. The executive artistic director says he does not expect any interruptions in the upcoming season either, but he says it will need assistance to keep going long term. Construction on a brand new bus route in Raleigh is set to get underway tomorrow. The city will hold a groundbreaking on the first Wake Bus Rapid Transit Corridor in the morning. The New Bern Avenue is the first corridor to get BRT service in the state. This location will operate as the terminus of the route. It'll have a park and ride facility with over 100 parking spots. Once complete, the nearly five and a half mile route will consist of more than three miles of dedicated bus only lanes. Meals on Wheels services are expanding in Durham. After years of partnering with a caterer, meal prep will now happen in-house at a new commissary kitchen. It's located on Foster Street in downtown Durham. They started serving meals there today. You can get to the Bahamas in less than two hours from RDU. Bahamas Air is bringing its nonstop flight to Freeport, Bahamas back. The direct route 
picks back up on November 12th. These flights are limited and only on Thursdays and Sundays. Round trip fare, though, starts at $370, uh, $375 per person, which is like the same price it cost me to get home to Pittsburgh, Kat. Um, so meteorologist Kat Campbell joining us now. It kind of feels, it's going to feel like the Bahamas in, in, uh, in November here, uh, yeah. coming up 80 degrees. It's crazy. Three days in a row in the 80s. You know, we just had a stretch of 80s last week. It's hard to believe that. But I think come January, there are a lot of those warm weather lovers that may be looking to get out of here, especially if you watched our winter weather outlook at 6 o'clock. If you missed it, check it out on WBRL.com. Operation Greenlight is happening tonight, and Franklinton Middle School is participating this is to support our nation's veterans ahead of Veterans Day coming up this weekend. Looking beautiful in green tonight. We've noticed some of the buildings in downtown Raleigh are green as well. If you do need to get outside this week, do anything outside. You've got dry weather for the next three days to get it done. Our next chance for rain comes on Friday and we'll have that small chance carry over into early Saturday morning. It's with a cold front, but it's not this cold front right here. We have this area of low pressure attached to the cold front. That's going to stay well to our north high pressure winning out for us so we'll stay dry for now but as we get closer to the weekend that's when our cold front approaches on friday and it's going to be very slow moving we've got the chance for some scattered showers during the afternoon and evening and then we could see a little bit of that rain continue overnight into early saturday morning before clearing out but there may be another wave of rain that tries to move into the area sunday night into monday and we're certainly hoping for that because we need the rain over half of our state is now under moderate or severe drought. As of right now, the rainfall totals aren't looking very impressive, especially with Friday's system. Models are really trending toward the lower totals, likely less than a quarter of an inch. But we're going to watch closely that Sunday night into Monday potential. That could help to add a little bit of rain to your rain gauge. Good news, though, for Election Day tomorrow. We've got great weather to get out and in vote. 8 a.m., 50 degrees by noon, 75. If you're heading out during the afternoon, you'll be at the peak of the warmth near 80 at 3 o'clock. And then as we get toward 5 o'clock, temperatures stay in the mid-70s. All around, a beautiful day outside. Tomorrow, town by town, we've got 79 in Roxborough, 80 in the Triangle, 79 in Rocky Mount, 81 degrees in Fayetteville. Certainly not feeling like November, our normal high during the month of November is 66 degrees, at least in this part of the month. Looking ahead, we've got our stretch of 80s on the way. Even the nights won't be too chilly. We'll be in the 50s for lows many nights. Upper 40s around the triangle this evening. And looking ahead for the weekend, a 30% chance for rain Friday, 40% Friday night. And there comes the tumbling temperatures behind the cold front. 60 Saturday, 57 Sunday, and the chance for rain heading back on Monday. So we've got some ups and downs to go. That's right. All right, Kat, thank you. I'll take these 80s. Yeah. Hey, last year, you know, Drake, Usher, Lil Wayne, performed here in Raleigh. It's almost time to get your tickets to the next year's Dreamville Festival. What you need to know coming up. This is some tough news. Carolina Hurricanes goalie out indefinitely with a medical issue. The team says Frederick Anderson has a blood clotting issue that was discovered during recent medical testing. There's no timetable for Anderson's return. Today, goalie Yaroslav Halak joined the team as a free agent tryout at practice. The Canes host the Buffalo Sabres at PNC Arena tomorrow night. That's nerve-wracking for him and I his know, family I and know. fans and yeah. everybody. Yeah. Hey, North Carolina's first varsity eSports league just kicked off its first major tournament. 100 teams from more than 80 high schools across the state participating. This tournament is all about the game Rocket League. The group stage is underway right now. 
Regions will be held, uh, regionals will be held in Charlotte, Greensboro, and Wilmington. The championship is in February. The tournament will be streamed live on YouTube. There's a $10,000 prize pool. The Varsity Esports League isn't just about video games. They also plan to expand and offer some STEM programs that will, uh, that will help students earn some school credits. Mm, and you know, this is cool. for the high school kids. It graduates to like the pro level. Those guys oh, make yeah. millions it's of bananas. dollars. bananas. That is a whole I industry. Know. So this week is your first chance to get tickets for Dreamville 2024. Organizers are releasing the first batch of two-day passes for the music festival at Dick's Park next spring. There's a special pre-sale tomorrow for people who subscribe to the Dreamville newsletter. So if you're interested, you can sign up at dreamvillefest.com. If you're not subscribed, the general public can buy two-day passes on Friday. Fayetteville native J. Cole created this festival. It's happening April 6th and 7th. It's amazing how this has just boomed throughout the region. The lineup has not yet been announced. Last year, Usher, Drake, and Lil Wayne performed. When you're announcing ticket sales without saying how much they're going to cost or who you're going to see, You've that's, got when, confidence. that's when you know you're successful. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and Hootie and the Blowfish are bringing their tour to North Carolina. The band's Summer Camp with Trucks Tour will perform at Raleigh's Coastal Credit Union on September 13th. Pre-sale tickets for subscribers there go on sale tomorrow at 12 p.m. General public tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. So the voice, the knockout rounds of the voice, they begin in about 30 minutes right here on WRL. I'll be tuning in. I hope you will too. Goldsboro native Caleb Sasser is back in the spotlight vying to advance in this competition. So the guy in the burgundy jacket, and, and now you're looking at him here, that's Caleb Sasser. That's a, his performance from last week on The Voice. The winner of The Voice gets a record deal. You can watch Caleb on The Voice tonight at 8 o'clock on WRAL. Good luck, Caleb Sasser. Go get him. There will be a new feature in downtown Fayetteville this holiday season. Eleven winterscapes will be located downtown, some located in the real world, others in the virtual world. Three of the winterscapes include augmented reality elements, a Jack Frost station on Green Street, plus a gnome and a tree station on Hay Street. Fun for kids, fun for everybody. Among the stations, a real-world 22-foot tall Christmas tree and a holiday alley, both on Hay Street. Here's a great story. Lucky, the dog, is certainly a lucky boy. This pup, his life has not been smooth sailing by any means up to this point, but he got a full-time job as a therapy dog now at Central Carolina Hospital. Oh, this one warms the heart. Lucky was just four days from being euthanized, and now he brings joy to patients and staff every Tuesday and Thursday. He was found badly wounded in a ditch in South Carolina two years ago, but with some TLC, he now brings that level of love and affection to people in the hospital. Mm. So sweet. Thanks for making WRL your choice for local news. We're back here at 10 and see you at 11. Keep watching WRL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.